Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This will be for uh, 1 Samuel chapter 9. Now, there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Bekorath, the son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders upward, he was higher than any of the people. The scriptures indicate that there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. The word goodly seems to indicate many of the qualities that made Saul a logical candidate to be Israel's first king. All that the Bible reveals indicates that Saul was honest, reliable, considerate of his parents, and altogether a very promising person for the great task ahead. Goodly also described Saul's physical attributes. In this regard, Saul was potentially the hero and man of valor all Israel sought. He was about a foot taller than those of his generation. Yet subsequent events show that the Lord was teaching Israel a lesson about people and about kings when he chose Saul. For the Lord certainly knew the end of this thing from the beginning as he does in all things. Though Saul had at first a great regard for the law of Moses and for God, yet the consciousness of his own power, coupled with the energy of his character, led him astray into an incautious disregard of the commands of God. His zeal in the prosecution of his plans hurried him on to reckless and violent measures, and success in his undertakings heightened his ambition into a haughty rebellion against the Lord, the God King of Israel. That was by Keel. The divine direction for the, for which prophet and people were to wait was not long withheld. It came, as so often, through a concurrence of natural circumstances and in the manner least expected. Its object, if we, ha- if we may venture to judge, was to embody in the person of the new king the ideal which Israel had had in view in making their demand for a, monoc- a, mon- a monarchy. He should possess all the natural attractions and martial qualities which the people w- could 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 consider in their king. He should reflect their religious standpoint at its best, but he should also represent their national failings and the inmost defect of their religious life, that of combining zeal for the religion of Jehovah and outward conformity to it, with utter want of real heart, submission to the Lord, and of true devotedness to him. Thus viewed, we can understand alike the choice of Saul at the first, his failure afterwards, and his final rejection. The people obtained precisely what they wanted, and because he who was their king so corresponded to their ideal and so reflected the national state, he failed. If therefore it is with a feeling of sadness that we follow this story, we must remember that its tragic element does not begin and end with Saul, and that the meaning of his life and career must be gathered from a deeper consideration of the history of his people. In truth, the history of Saul is a summary and a reflection of that of Israel. A monarchy such as this, or such as his, must first succeed and finally fail when under the, best, when, when under the test of trials in its inmost tendencies would be brought to light. Such a reign was also necessary in order to bring out what was the real meaning of the people's demand and to people and to prepare Israel for the king of God's election and selection in the person of David. And that was by Edersheim.
Verse 3, And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. And he passed through Mount Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalisha. But they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalom, or Shalim, and there they were not. And he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they found them not. And when they were come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come, and let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought of us. And he said unto him, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he hath, all that he saith cometh surely to pass. Now let us go to... Let us go thither, peradventure he can show us our way that we we should go. Then said Saul to his servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What have we? And the servant answered Saul again and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver, a very small sum of money. That will I give to the man of God to tell us our way. Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, thus he spake, Come, and let us go to the seer, for he, for he that is now called a prophet was before time called a seer. A seer is one who has the ability to see the future. He is literally a seer. As explained in the Book of Mormon, seers are men who possess the power of, of or the power to know of things which are past and also of things which are to come. They do this, in some cases, with the aid of the Urim and Thummim. The possession of these instruments in ancient times made a righteous man a seer. It is in this connection, then, that a seer is greater than a prophet. The means by which Samuel identified Saul is, ident- is evidenced in, of Samuel's gift of seership. Members of the First Presidency and Quorum of the Twelve Apostles are sustained as and ordained as prophets, seers, and revelators. That was out of the Institute Manual. Verse 10. Then said Saul to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went into the city where the man of God was. And as they went up the hill to the city, they found young maidens going out to draw water and said unto them, Is the seer here? And they answered him and said, He is, but he is before you. In other words, just ahead. Make haste now, for he came today to the city, for there is a sacrifice of the people today in the, in the high place. As soon as ye be, ye be come into the city, ye shall straightway find him before he go up to the high place to eat. But the, for the people will not eat until he come, because he doth bless the sacrifice, and afterwards they eat that be bidden. Now therefore go get ye up, for, out this, for about this time ye shall find him. And they went up into the city, and when they were come in into the city, behold, Samuel came out against them, or towards them to meet them, for to go up to the high place. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow, about this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be a captain over my people, Israel, and they may say that ye, that he may save my people out of the hand that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry is, is come unto me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold the man whom I spake to thee of, this same shall reign over my people. Then Saul, threw, then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate, and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. And Samuel answered Saul, and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place. For ye shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let thee go, and will tell thee all that is in thine heart. And as for thine asses that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them, for they are found. 
And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on thee, and in all thy father's house? This verse may be taken to mean that Saul, as the king-to-be, was the embodiment of what Israel desired, even though as yet they did not know he would be their king. It also could mean, however, that his size, comeliness, and other qualities were well known, and that his name was being talked about as one possibility for king. That was out of the Institute Manual. 21. And Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel, and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Wherefore then speakest thou so to me? Hebrew this way to me according to this manner. And Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the parlor, a dining area, and made them sit in the chiefest place among them that were bidden, which were about thirty persons. And Samuel said unto the, unto the cook, Bring the portion which I gave thee, of which I said unto thee, Set it by thee, or set it aside. And the cook took, took up the shoulder, and that which was upon it, and set it before Saul. And Samuel said, Behold that which is left, set it before thee, and eat. For unto this time hath it been kept for thee, since I said, I have invited the people. So Saul did eat with Samuel that day. And when they were come down from the high place into the city, Samuel communed with Saul upon the top of the house. And they arose early, and it came to pass among the about the spring of the day, or at dawn, that Samuel called Saul to the top of the house, saying, Up, that I may send thee away. And Saul arose, and they went out, both of them, he and Samuel, abroad. And he, and as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid the servant pass on before us. And he passed on. But stand, st- stand thou still a while, that I may show unto thee the word of God. And so Saul's going to hang out for a couple of minutes here with Samuel, and that's the end of the chapter. So we'll come back next time, and we'll see what he does. See you next time. Bye.